Hello there, I'm Patricia and I'm in Hortolândia City, São Paulo, Brazil. You are listening to the English Sabbath School podcast, Information and Transformation. Hello, hello, dear friends. I'm Mo Sena for the English Sabbath School podcast, lesson four for Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday, the middle of the week for January 24th. Today's title, beautiful, awesome, powerful. I remember you, Alexander. Awesome. The title is Defender and Deliverer. Oh, my Lord and Savior, I rejoice in this God, don't we? I'm enjoying the study of these lessons. The Lord hears and delivers. He is our defender. He is our deliverer. Amen and amen. So first, shall we pray? Oh, Lord, what reason do we have to fear or doubt you? You are everything. A life in you is a life of restfulness, Father. Teach us. There will be no ecstasy. No, There will be no uh, anxiety. But there will be an abiding, peaceful trust. Teach us to hope in you. Oh, it's not a hope in ourselves, but in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Our weakness is united to your strength. Our ignorance is united to your wisdom. Our frailty is united to your enduring might. Oh, Father, send down your spirit. May we never doubt Christ's matchless love for us. May we always rejoice in studying that you are our deliverer. You are our defender. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So we are invited to do what, my friends? Very good, Carmen Sita. Open your Bibles. But now, for a change, let us open it in the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 4. Move it, move, move, move it, move it. 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 4. Quick quiz. Who wrote 1 Corinthians? <laughs> Very good, Audrey. The same one who wrote 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul. Excellent. So the lesson has the following subtitle. The verse has the following subtitle. Warnings from Israel's history. Paul wrote. For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. So the question is, how does Paul describe the Exodus story? What spiritual lesson does he seek to teach with it? And now we're invited to open our Bibles to the Psalm, to Psalm 114. Uh, how is the divine deliverance of the people of Israel from Egypt poetically described here? So it's a poem, it's a song of worship, and it's a short one, only eight verses. But it says, Psalm 114. When Israel came out of Egypt, Jacob, from a people of foreign tongue, Judah became God's sanctuary, Israel his dominion. The sea looked and fled, the Jordan turned back, the mountains leaped like rams, the hills like lambs. Why was it, sea, that you fled? Why, Jordan, did you turn back? Why, mountains, did you leap like rams, you hills like lambs? Tremble, earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turned the rock into a pool, the hard rock into springs of water. 
Wow, can you see the poetry there? Yes, so how is the divine deliverance of the people of Israel? The Red Sea, the Jordan River, and um, the mountains and the hills. How can we imagine that power, that awesomeness? What a poetic depiction of God's marvelous deliverance of his children from the bondage of Egypt is given in Psalm 114. All through the Old Testament and even in the New, the deliverance from Egypt was seen as a symbol of God's power to save his people. Paul in these verses in 1 Corinthians does just that, seeing the whole true story as a metaphor, a symbol of salvation in Jesus Christ. Opening a parenthesis here, it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. It's just that it grows larger than the reality of that deliverance into a metaphor, a symbol of salvation in Jesus Christ. And another thing that sometimes people use to kind of criticize Seventh-day Adventists for us keeping the Sabbath, for example, and for for uh, avoiding eat un eating unclean meat and say, you are not a Jew. Why do you have to follow Jewish regulations? You were not delivered uh, from Egypt along with the Israelites. And I say, well, along with the Israelites and the Hebrews, there were Egyptians and other nationalities that feared God and wanted to follow the people of Israel and went along. Most of them caused trouble, but we all human beings cause trouble, right? The, the, the Hebrews didn't need any help for rebellion. <laughs> but the idea is that God is the Lord of everyone independent of nationality. He wanted to use the Hebrew people, the Jewish nation, as a, 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 a trampoline, as a way of reaching people, to, to telling people about Jesus. But they refused. They reject the Messiah. But every single person is entitled to accept this gift of salvation and this deliverance. Psalm 114 also depicts divine deliverance through God's sovereignty as the creator over the powers of nature, which was how he saved his people in the Exodus. The sea, the river Jordan, and the mountains and hills poetically represent the natural and human powers opposing the Israelites on their way to the promised land. The promised land. God, though, is sovereign over all of them. Praise Jesus. No need to fear the storm. In fact, for many of God's children in all times and in all places, the way to the heavenly Jerusalem is fraught with danger. The Psalms encourage them to look beyond the hills and toward the creator of heaven and earth. The spirit of Psalm 114 is captured by Jesus calming the sea, a coming of the sea storm and his proclamation that the church has nothing to fear because he has overcome the world. Hallelujah! Praise his name! The Lord's great deeds on behalf of his people should inspire the whole earth to tremble at his presence. The trembling should be understood as acknowledging and worshiping rather than as being terrified. With God on their side, believers have nothing to fear. Oh, no need to fear. Amen for that beautiful lesson today. So, and this idea about trembling as understand, as acknowledging, worshiping God. It's very interesting, this aspect, because with God on our side, we have nothing to fear. That's the idea. Nothing to fear. And the psalmist gives us this very clear idea about reverence and fear. Final question. 
what are some of the spiritual dangers we face as believers and how can we learn to how can we learn to lean on the lord's power to protect us from succumbing to these dangers that are as real for us now as they were for the psalmist amen fantastic question for us to meditate about it well this is the end of lesson four for Wednesday, January 24th. I am Mo Sena, and for more information, please feel free to get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram, Believes UNESP. Also, we are available on WhatsApp and Telegram. Thank you, my friends, for listening, for sharing, and for praying with us and for us. May the Lord grant you a wonderful day. May He guide you. And remember, He is your defender and deliverer. Amen.